Calgary football fans. This is your quarterback, the Bo Show with Bo Levi Mitchell on Sportsnet 960. Brought to you by SML Entertainment. What's going on, sports fans? You know what time it is. It's the 81 plus. 19. Equals 100 show. And do you like sports? Do you like sports media? Well, we're going to be coming at you for the next hour with the hottest takes of all time. That was pretty good. Yeah. That was without a doubt the best one. Not not even close. Hey, Will, what's going on, man? Not much, Bo. How are you? Chilling. We need you to, uh, you know, add in on some of your comments today if that's okay. Okay. But, uh, we, so, first off, let me start. What did you think about my press conference this morning? Well, I asked Deserving. you. I, I had a question, and the apparently the the speaker took to the podium and just left. Was not taking media questions, which I was very Oh, no, he about. wasn't. It was a Baker um, Mayfield. I walked up, I said what I had to say, it. and I got out. Love it. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering if maybe you were going to sell some of your assets. If this is a yard sale, if this is what you're signaling to the other owners, or what the deal you know was. What? But it has not been a banner year for sleeper picks. There's no question. I, you know what, I, I just have respect, too much respect for the league to sell off my players. Um, I'm still going to try to win. Would you like to read your statement? Yeah, you know what, let me do that. Let me do that. Actually, the- you want you read it here's, in uh, my voice. Here's, oh, in your voice? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to apologize to the entire league for bringing down the quality play it has been accustomed to from its members. We have fired our entire staff. I don't think we stuck true to our team motto, and we didn't hit on enough sleepers. In conclusion, we vowed a return to the playoffs for our millions of fans in 2020. Thank you. End that quote. was an awesome Whoa. country action, My eyes were closed, and I couldn't tell who was talking. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Was it Bo? Oh, yeah. Was it Pat? Who knows? I like to I apologize. I love how you just drew out every word. I like to apologize. <laughs> And we're going to return to the playoffs in 2020. That's 2020. what you sound like. 2020. That's, I thought that was. I've been working on that for years. That's what I sound like, huh? Yeah. No, nah, not really. Was, 52 high. That, that's, what, that's what I sound like, huh? <laughs> Rail right, Mo. 52 high. Sound a little Chris All Jones go. there. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that was more Chris Jones than Bo Levi Mitchell, actually. Oh, man. Football is yeah. a violent sport. Football is a oh. violent sport. See, that was good. Yeah. yeah. I could play Chris Jones in a movie. Prove it. <laughs> Football is a violent sport. That was it? Yeah, well, that's his only line in the movie. Oh, okay. Football <laughs> is a violent sport. It's not a movie about him. No, it's not about him. He's just in the movie. Well, that, well, then, there's no way, the there's no way Chris Jones is writing off on that then. It's got to be about him. <laughs> that's true. That's that's the trick, though. You tell him it's about him. You you, and then you give him the script. camera to him. And then you give him the script, and he's like, And he what? thinks his whole movie's about him, and really he had one line the whole time. He, he thought he was getting the, the head coaching the job in Cleveland. Somewhere else. That's why the only reason he thought he was well, the head he, coach in Cleveland. In all defense, yeah. he probably should. Freddie Kitchens is over his head. Yeah. 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 Defense Woo. got worse this year. Yep. Yeah. What do y'all want to talk about? Game seven from your hometown. How you feeling? <sighs> uh, Not great. You know, they're going in with Scherzer. We're going in with Grinky. I mean, Grinky won us a game last time, but we had we had some run support. Um, hey, you know what I can't stand right now watching the Astros? Is Carlos Correa take two strikes every time he comes up to bat. <laughs> and then he wants to swing at a ball in the dirt. I'm like, like when, when Springer came out and swung at the first pitch, I was like, hell yeah, let's go. 
this is about to be a game. We've got our confidence. We've got our swag. Everybody just starts swinging. I feel like when we play Scherzer, Strasburg, uh, whatever those Yankees pitchers' names were. <laughs> uh, yep. Anybody that's like a really good pitcher, they're like, oh, yeah, we really need to work the pitcher. We've got to make him get his pitch count up. And we just take strikes and take strikes and take strikes. And I swear we play too conservative. But when we just get up there and swing the bat, like look at Altuve. Altuve, they, they set a stat that his he's at the highest percentage of, of base hits of balls that were not in the zone. Like he just gets up there and if he sees a pitch that he thinks he can hit, he just swings. Mm-hmm. I'm like, good, get up there and do that. Because Correa, I think he, he's probably set a World Series record or a playoff record of run, runners left in scoring position. And it's so frustrating. Like every time he comes up and somebody's on base and two outs, I'm like, shoot. Yeah. Scared money don't make no money. Scared money does not profit from other money. What did you uh, think about the call last night? Honestly, I still agree with it. I it's yeah, it's a stupid call, but by the letter of the law, yeah. I mean, the guy's out. I didn't I didn't, I didn't really understand bringing the other runner back to first base. Yeah, I thought he should be on second. That was the only thing that was weird to me. Well, I was yelling safe. So all for day. those of you that don't know, basically what happened was uh, a little chop shot down the third base line. Pitcher comes up to get it. The runner, his momentum originally takes him into, so he's running down first base. He's in the grass a little bit. His left foot's hitting the grass. His right foot's hitting the dirt the whole time he's running. So the rule is that you have to veer back towards the baseline and get on the right side of the bag because you're technically supposed to be running on the outside of the lines. Um, they throw the ball. Uh, Gurriel reaches, tries to reach around. He hits the runner's uh, butt, and uh, yeah, basically they call him out on the field because it was runner interference. And then everybody went nuts. Trey Turner goes nuts. Uh, he was the runner on that one. Martinez, the general manager, goes absolutely nuts. And then they review the play, and, and I guess basically at that point the Nationals were like, "We're protesting this game." Yeah. Because this is not reviewable. Yeah. As they should. Yeah, the very next play. Yeah. As a lifelong Nats fan. Two-run home run. I loved it. With the light, light, lifelong Nats fan, Game 7 World Series, and it's wearing a Nats hat, right? Oh, yeah. Go yeah. Nats. Go. The lifelong yeah. Nats fan is wearing a Chicago, Chicago White Sox hat, which I've never seen him take off. It was a gift. It was a gift. From All my Nats stuff is at home. From? It wasn't a gift. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you take that off. No, I never do. You take it off for practice Until I'm and home, it goes right back on. I put on my Nats gear, which I'll be doing today. Nats gear only at home? Nats gear at home, uh, White Sox gear on the road. So safe, safe to say you're yeah. not going to Chester uh, to watch the game tonight. You're not invited nope. into that house with Nats gear on. No. Yeah, yeah, he's invited. Door, I'll stand door, outside. Door's going to be locked when he gets there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on out here, watch the game. Sorry, bud. Can't come in. Who's my favorite Nats player, you said? No, I said name something Nats that you have. Mm, that's and very. That's, that's very a, personal. That's a way too that's long. That's very personal. <laughs> you don't I, have one thing Nats gear, and I'd refuse to answer that. A <laughs> lifelong Nats fan, you don't have one. Maybe that's they're briefs, Bo. That's why he doesn't want to talk about it. Why you got to be? Uh, thank you. He did say it was very personal. Name the leadoff hitter. Ah, uh, that's a little personal too for lineup changes tonight. <laughs> I don't want to give it away. No, I'm a I'm an O's fan through and through. That's an O's fan. But I'll be a Nats fan until they win that series. Chris Davis looks good. Yeah, again, uh, I just thought it looked cool. It was a gift. Okay. And, oh, the people say it does. Look around. <laughs> <laughs> so if y'all don't know, but this I'm sure you do wild. because uh, Pat's probably told you 12,000 times today, but we're at Wild Rose Brewery. 
who happens to be the sponsor of our armchair, armchair quarterback, quarterback segment. That's right. Uh, so are we same thing? Fifty dollars gift. Fifty dollars gift card right here at the yeah, top. Okay. Room. I thought maybe they'd up it. You know, being here. All right. But anyways, that's okay. Um, <laughs> armchair quarterback segment on the second segment. So call in four zero three two four zero four 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 four. That's four zero three two four zero four 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 four. If you want to tell me what I could have done better, this, this is your chance to get into the quarterback's head and ask me, man, what were you thinking? What were you doing on this play? Or you can just tell me, like, Bo, that's the best throw I've ever seen in my entire life. And guess what? You probably win the gift ticket if you do that. Yeah, probably. Usually if you say something good about Kluke, you come away with a gift card. That's a little callback for our fans who have been listening in. Yeah. You know what it takes to win the gift certificate. Yeah. I'm not saying it this week. Shout it out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What do y'all want to talk about? How, okay. How you feeling about? <laughs> you, it's a tough loss on Friday, and uh, you got a big game on on Saturday to finish off the season. Yeah, how, the Strohs. How just we feeling? Get it done. Yep. <laughs> but the Nats did. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was it was definitely a game where we're not happy with the outcome because you know we had a chance to control our destiny and can, and guarantee ourselves first place by winning the last uh, the last two games. And um, yeah, I mean, we went out there. For the most part, I thought we got the job done. Like, we obviously, we're a team. We're a team as a whole, no matter what, offense, defense, special teams, no matter what it is. If somebody's not showing up, everybody else has to and uh, make up for them as well. So, uh, you know, we just, numbers might look like they're there, but to me, I just didn't think we got the job done. Uh, in crunch time there on offense at the end, those last two plays, I thought we should convert those last two plays. Um, and, we can end the game with the ball in our hands, and now we're, we're talking about, you know, walking into BC and um, taking care of business. But, uh, yeah, so we've got to basically go out, win this game in order to host a playoff game against Winnipeg if Sass ends up winning. If we lose, then Winnipeg takes a tiebreaker, and then they host it against us. So, uh, yeah, control our destiny a little bit in that sense, but uh, right now it's looking like West Semi unless um, Kilgore goes out there and gets the job done. Yep. Let's go, kid. You're my boy, Kilgore. Let's go, Kilgore. Wearing the 15. Come out looking like a little Ricky Ray. Throw, Did, throw a couple corner routes. Didn't I pick him last week as the guy I want to start a team with? No. Oh. No, I don't believe you did. <laughs> Thought I had him, but that just shows you the faith I have in you, buddy. You can get this W. You you got this, man. Just yeah. listen. If you need some help, hit me up. We'll talk plays. We'll talk coverages. Yep. No, Eat up. That might be colluding, actually. I don't know if I can do that. Well, I'll talk to him then. Well, it's not like on the radio. You're good. You're good. Yeah, it's not like we're on the radio. Everybody can hear yeah. us. Um, yeah, so anyways, we, we controlled our destiny, but now we don't. Um, and, yeah, honestly, the game, I thought we did I thought we did a pretty fair job as far as we got out. I thought we came out hot. Um, you know, told Dave, hey, man, I want the ball. He got us the ball. We drove down and scored on a long drive. And uh, that's what I was impressed with is right now we go out and score. And then we had some lulls there. Came back out, scored again. Defense was playing good at that time. You know, Claros, to me, I thought Claros did a great job of managing the game in the beginning, and then he made a great play there on the eight-yard touchdown, which seemed like a 40-yard touchdown. Yep. Just running straight backwards. Yep. And not only that, when he threw it, I was like, oh, nice. He's covered. And and then the ball goes over that guy's head. Yeah, I thought he threw it out of to, bounds. Yeah, me too. So, to Var- yeah. Darvin Adams. I don't know if he saw him. I need to text him and find out if he actually saw him. He did a little Aaron Rodgers. I don't think the ball was to him. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta call him and ask him. Claro's calling. Because even the receiver, like the, the other receiver in front of him, I don't know who it was, like was like going, like and the way the angle he was running, it looked like that. And yeah. Darwin just sitting in the back of the I, end zone, I know. and no DB <laughs> plays him, and I'm like, nobody knew he was there. No, yeah. 
But a uh, heck of a play, man, right there by Caleros. And awesome to see him not only that, but get in, take some hits, get back up. I bet you weren't surprised by that because I was watching that game, and, and I was pretty skeptical of Caleros going in. Hadn't played in more than four months. And let's be honest, it's been a rough last few years for him. But you've been one of the boosters. You've been saying, oh, no, this guy can still ball. This guy can still play. And, and he uh, he showed that that was correct on Friday. Yeah, man, you know, he did a great job. There was one hit from Winton. You know, where it almost looked like that Simone hit. He started to slide, but he really slid a little bit too late, went and got in there and threw a shoulder at him. And I was like, oh, man, this is, if he, this is going to be the one he doesn't get up from yeah. if there is one. And he got right up, and I was like, all right, man, he's good to go. Let's, let's play football. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that's an interesting one, like when the quarterback slides a little bit late and they take the hit. Yeah. Yeah. Man, well, Just don't run, QBs. I've been preaching. <laughs> yeah. Finally, somebody says it. <laughs> Just throw it to the receiver and let them take the hit instead. That's how you co-host a show right there. Yep. It's it's ping pong. It's bang, bang. Bang, yeah. bang. It's back and forth. Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. And every now and then for the peanut gallery, Pat jumps in with the text. <laughs> That's, That's right, what yeah. I'm here for. <laughs> He's the uh, text guy. Yeah, so also text in 960-960 again for the uh, the armchair quarterback segment. Let me know anything. Uh, we could have done better. Uh, what, what play maybe you would have liked to see called uh, at certain yeah. times or whatnot, but Honestly, man, I thought guys stepped up. I thought we looked good. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, we didn't get the job done. We lost We lost the game on, on some points that we should have had and we didn't. And uh, that is what it is, man. Winnipeg showed up. They're, they were desperate their last game. Uh, credit to them for, for the way they played in front of their home crowd. And uh, Yeah, man, we just got to go out and get a, get a home playoff game in front of our crowd because uh, that will make it a lot easier against Winnipeg. And then we'll go out and well, listen, man, I'll see you in SAS. Don't worry about it. That's the way it goes down. That's fine. Okay, here's a a text about that. Bo, if you guys get into the West Final in Regina, if I go to that game in the cold, will you guarantee a win? He's a diehard Stamps fan. Say if? He says, if I go to that game in the cold. So he's a Calgary guy. I thought he said, if we get to the game. He says, so so Bo, if you guys get into the West Final in Regina, if I go to that game in the cold, will you guarantee a win? Uh, No, I won't guarantee a win, but uh, we you can't see me, but I'm winking. <laughs> kind of. I don't know how to wink. My wife makes fun of me for it all the time. Um, that was a tough one. Hey, listen. If you want to bet against us in the playoffs, do it. I'm sure Vegas loves free money. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I'll say. About that. That's what I'll say. Vegas loves free money. So if you want to be free money, go bet against us. Yep. And I'm sticking with that statement. I got you nothing. didn't make the statement. <laughs> and you need to make more. You're co-hosting a show. Get to talking, kid. Hey, man, I liked what you said. <laughs> Bet against us. Will, jump in here. Mike's nervous. Why is he nervous? All right, Will's out. The crowd's, <laughs> you didn't the even crowd's a chance too crazy to, in here. Why, why is he nervous? I don't know. It's just, you or know, is like, he just upset he didn't get any votes for Outstanding Rookie today? What's the, what's the that deal? That could be it. I heard I was second place. Hmm. Did they release I that? I have a source here that says otherwise. Source? Oh, no. Come the on. source probably doesn't even have a vote. I heard the source, <laughs> sources say they gave me. Source, would you like to, source, would you like to comment yeah, on Yeah, well, on the this? source doesn't <laughs> have a vote, and he's mad about it. But hey, I don't is that Matt? Yeah, sure Matt's is. Here. Matt, put a headphone on now. Yo, I'm wearing headphones. What do you want? Okay, now put a mic on. Okay, I'm he's talking into a mic. Too. What do you want? Oh, I know. Talk louder. Glasses off. Okay, yeah. glasses put are back off. On. Okay. Hey, do me on. a favor. Run your fingers through your hair and get all that gel out of it. He's got a toque on. Trying no to work the comb over every day. He's trying to come in like looking. All of a sudden, he's trying to look professional. 
He well, shows up to practice, like his hair done. I'm like, this dude's been combing his hair for an hour trying to get it to curve and the then, right way. And then he's getting mad when it's windy outside. He's like, oh, it's the wind. Yeah, it's always oh, windy in there, man. Brutal. You need to cut that what salad, though. It's a little lengthy. Do the Bo junior reporters a, get a vote? Bo gave me a nice <laughs> compliment after the last game, actually. On swag, so. Did I throw you a compliment? Yeah, you did. What did he say? Oh, what was it? I think it was, hey, you're finally dressing up. Oh, okay. <laughs> you weren't taught sarcasm at radio school. <laughs> uh, you missed, you missed, you missed, uh, missed, sorry, Kluke's question. He says, when does the junior reporter get a vote? Ooh, yeah, see, no one will answer the calls on my I little school phone. I think you got to uh, so, talk to the Calgary uh, Sun about yeah. that, eh? The Calgary Sun rookie reporter? Yeah, yeah the yeah. rookie reporter with yeah. Global. Hey, you've done a good job, kid. Thanks, man. Really appreciate it. <laughs> Hey, uh, Matt, let's pretend you're like a caller. <laughs> All right. What would you want to talk about right now? What would I want to talk about right now? Hmm. Yeah, turn oh, your he, mic he up. Did, he did you. have a question. The fans actually. can't hear you either. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, I did have a question for Ball because, well, obviously, there the, were the award nominees. And, well, we kind of just talked about Kluke, but we got to talk to Shane Bergman today. So, basically, like, you get to just stare at these linemen's butts for, like, the entire game. And I was wondering if you had a, a preference really to one weird. of the five. <laughs> <laughs> what did he just say? Did he, did he just ask whose butt did you like staring at the most on the that other is line? That is correct. Who's the preference? Yeah. Oh, definitely Bergman. Nice. He deserves a vote. <laughs> there you go. No, honestly, though, man, like, you know what's crazy to me? Um, that he hasn't gotten that award before. I can't believe that. That he hasn't been given most outstanding linemen. On our team, we actually that have live. Been. We have I have live tape of Bo looking at Shane's behind. Oh, like, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> ooh, oh, like, ooh. <laughs> when did I say that? Just, <laughs> oh, no. That was a good one. Whoever said that one, <laughs> that's got no, it's, it's, that's some uh, that's some that's some raw tape right there. I was like, "Woo!" You were taping a spot, and uh, do you have the do you have oh, the raw sense. do you have the raw thing? That might be the, the only of the part of that that's spot? terrible. <laughs> What's that? You have the uh, you have the raw audio. Uh, can I at the end can of the I air that? Spot? Can I? I don't think you can. Okay. I well then, I mean, can. you can. It might be the end of the bow show. Put it behind a Patreon wall. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I only got one more week. That works probably not accepted. Yeah. Well, but uh, no, seriously though. Speaking of the awards, it, it blows my mind that he hasn't been up there. That dude never gives up sacks. He had that. So that first touchdown we had on that first drive. If you if you have, I don't know if any of y'all have the ability to see our film. No, probably we not. don't. So try to find it on the highlights because the touchdowns on the highlights. You'll see Derek one-on-one. I think it's with Jeff Cope. And as I, I look to my right, I pump. And as I scoot up, you can see Bergman sprint in front of me because Jeff Cope's actually about to get me because he beats, kind of beats Derek around the edge. Bergman sees it, sprints in front of me, takes Jeff Cope, and that's the reason I'm able to scramble out to the left. I throw the touchdown, and, it was, and Shane walks up. He goes, Bo, hey, that was my touchdown. And I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, that was my touchdown. And I was so confused. I watched film. I was like, oh, 100% that's, that's your touchdown. Your touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> I can like, hear Matt just typing that into his article right now. Oh, yeah. He thinks he's got oh, the no. inside scoop. I don't write anything. All audio. <laughs> that's, why, that's why you don't have a vote, Matt. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Matt's just sitting there. Uh, his only you have a, you have a vote, Jackson. do you not, yeah. Pat? <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a vote as part of the national chapter, yes. I, didn't, I don't have a vote on Stan you, Peters Awards. Oh, so you didn't vote for Kluke then? No, no, I, w- I would have given Kluke my MOP Liar. vote, actually. Mm. You, you had an interesting pick in the pick'em pool. 
last week. Oh, ended up being you want to know too. his reasoning? You want to know his reasoning? You picked Winnipeg? Yeah, I, 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 I told took you, a snapshot of it on my phone. I told you last week that I have to pick against the Why was that not the first thing we talked about? <laughs> yeah, I was saving it for a time That's like now. the time you chose. So to should pick we take a break us? and tease it like, around the corner? We'll get Pat's answer. Well, the, the answer is simple. Is I had to choose against them. I hadn't chosen against you all year. I'm like, I better do it now or else they're going to be like, you can't choose Calgary all year. So I'm like, all right, second half. I don't think they would actually home, say that, It's though. more difficult to win the second <laughs> half. I'm like, why all right, this why is a good can you not choose us every game, every year? That's a guy in Calgary choosing the Stampeders every single I honestly single don't game. think they would that say anything. That looks a little lame. Why That's not? Right. Mar- Marshall Ferguson picks Hamilton every single week. Well, yeah. I don't want to be like, I don't want to be oh, Rod Peterson. Whoa. I don't want to be home Yo. guy choosing the home team every Your next every segment time. of Berg versus Called Berg out. is going to get hot. Yeah. <laughs> this one's. Marsh, I know you're listening. You want to know what the, the topic is this week? Here's breaking news. The topic is, is it better to have. A tandem Bo? of quarterbacks going into a, a playoff game. Like, it would be better to have Caleros and Streveler, or would it be better to have just one guy that you can focus on? That's uh, what the topic uh, is for one the next one. Wait. It's a terrible topic. I like, didn't like it either, but that's yeah. what I'm going with. Please tell me you're on the one guy side of the argument. I am. I'm on the one guy. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. That's the one, the side that I'm taking. That's cool. true. But I would also take our tandem over that. Like a supposed tandem, as Trevler and yeah. Klaus, yeah. I would rather take our tandem. Well, so it's, not, we it's not Madden, Kluke. Take it easy. <laughs> I, mean, I understand why, because Shovel gets to come out and run in the playoffs, and that could help in the snow game, which is it's true. Yeah. But. Well, I mean, it gives you an interesting option. Like, it's a, he's a good, like, what they do, when they had Nichols, they had Streveler come in for, what, three or four plays sometimes. He'd come in short yardage, and they'd keep him out there for a change of pace and then bring Nichols back in. They can do that again if Caleros plays well in the playoffs, but I'd still rather have uh, a Bo or a Riley or a, or an, an Evans or whoever playing the whole game. I'd still rather have my one guy knowing that's the guy, no doubt. Yeah. Mm. So, spoiler alert, we know your uh, stance on the article. Stance, yes. Spoiler alert, that article, great answer. What's that, Will? I'll just say it on the Rob. Air. Let's take this call. He's been on hold forever, and we're going to take a break here. So, uh, Rob, you're Rob. on the Bo Show. How are you guys doing? Good. Doing great, man. Good, good. How do you put up with them guys, Bo? You know, I honestly, God. I get paid to do it. That's the only reason. <laughs> okay, right on. Hey, uh, that Darvin Adams headbutt when he missed that when he when oh, he missed yeah. his uh, catch there. Like, I don't understand that. Ref is looking right at him, like. That to me, it's a that's a missed call, big time. Like I think the yeah. ref looked confused. Right, uh, man. Yeah, I think what I, I just think they're trying to call less penalties, especially penalties that aren't in the play, uh, which makes sense to me. You know, especially games that are really coming down to it, you don't necessarily want to have a bunch of penalties that are after the play. And now, granted, like you said, um, you know, does that mean that you can sit here and commit? post-play fouls you know you shouldn't be able to do that but um you know i've, I've gotten enough trouble this year talking about the ref so i'm gonna i'm gonna hold my tongue on it but yeah i mean that you know it happens yeah i actually didn't see that play it was with uh raheem i think it was okay. was it late it was game? just yeah it was it was after a missed catch and it was right in front of the ref and, and one of our guys kind of like kind of pushed him and he retaliated with yeah. the headbutt oh. and uh yeah well, give us the flag, please. Yeah, it wasn't like a super vicious head bat. No, but it yeah. was. It was definitely yeah. helmet on helmet. Like, yeah. 
I don't know. Anyways, thanks for the call, man. Great question. Hey, so we're going to take a break. When we come back, armchair quarterback segment brought to you by Wild Rose Brewery, which we happen to be here today. Come down, grab a beer, say what's up. Um, and, yeah, give a call, 403-240-4444, if you want to let me know how I could have done things better, what you would like to see, different calls, different plays, different throws, whatever it might be. You're listening to The Bow Show on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. The Bow Show on Sportsnet 960 The Fan for SML Entertainment. Escape the daily rush with one of SML Entertainment's large selection of hot tubs, including the Caldera Spa Utopia series. Visit smlentertainment.com. The Bow Show on Sportsnet 960 The Fan for SML Entertainment. Escape the daily rush with one of SML Entertainment's large selection of hot tubs, including the Caldera Spa Utopia series. Visit smlentertainment.com. All right, welcome back to the Bow Show. Pat's got a little surprising tidbit for you guys. Uh, we are continuing our auction right now. Here's the deal. If you're just joining us, we've got 10 tickets in the Cisco Foods Luxury Suite for the Flames and the St. Louis Blues on Saturday, November 9th. Uh, so what we need from you is to call in and up our bid of 1550 All the proceeds going to Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Calgary and area. 1550 is the bid right now. If you'd like to up that bid, 10 tickets in the luxury suite for the Flames and Blues on Saturday, November 9th. Call 403-816-3882, 403 403- 816-3882. All right, we are at the armchair quarterback segment. You are allowed to call in, text in, let us know what what could have gone better, what you wanted to see. We've got Jim on the line. Jim, how's it going, brother? Oh, hi, Bo. I just wanted to ask a question. You know, with the popularity of the Heritage Classic, playing hockey outdoors in a big stadium, why not try the same thing with CFL football inside a hockey arena? You know, maybe an Olympic-sized hockey arena. That would be about the same size as BMO Field in Toronto. You know, and then, uh, you know, Uh, all all I ask is that if you did that, uh, you know, how would you approach the game? I I wouldn't want you to throw a deep out to Kluke because, you know, he might smash into the boards. So I want to win that $50 gift card. I don't want him to get hurt in that scenario. <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Yeah. Interesting, interesting question. Uh, so you want you want us to play on a, a hockey side to football field? I think he wants yeah. to play indoor arena football. Like, in a, basically, arena football. Olympic size ice though, so it's a little bigger. That he wanted to clarify that. Um, yeah, I would not like that. I'll tell you right now, if you're from Calgary, you'd have an advantage in that game because there's no field houses in the offseason. So half the time you're doing offseason training in is, hockey it, arenas. Yeah, you are. So, That's true. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, here, here's what I'll, I'll Get say. Get a field though. host. Just Calgary. to answer your question, uh, I would I would propose that it would be more of a offseason skills competition and your MOP candidates, rookie candidates, everything like that come together kind of the all-stars maybe like the all-star teams and came in to play each other like seven on seven or something like that having like a skills thing i know the cfl used to do skills thing back in the day uh that's something i'd like to see it going again now we're cooking with gas i could get behind a skills competition yeah. for sure yeah fastest canadian receiver yep <laughs> and that's it and that's it <laughs> that'd be all the skills the fans want to see if there was if there were team awards for fastest player who would be the fastest stamp uh me and then <laughs> Probably, oh, man. Leon. Dave, <laughs> then Huff, Huff, then Kluke. I'll take the four spot. So you'd take, straight up, you'd take Huff in a 100-yard dash ahead of Kluke? I've seen Huff move when we make I mean, a mistake. I mean, John Huffnagel. That's what I mean. That's, yeah. John, that's what I'm saying. John Huffnagel. You'd take 
Oh, yeah, Huff? for sure. I wasn't even thinking about Josh. I was like, you take yeah. John Huffnagel in a 100-yard dash against You ever Luke? see the old uh, Bugs Bunny commercial or cartoon? Yeah. He races a, 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 a turtle. Huff's That's... the turtle. The, tur- I... the turtle wins. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you tell Huff somebody busted his assignment on the other side of the field, Watch he gets the over there. The guy he skates. Moves. Yeah. The guy skates. Uh, we got, you got some text on the text line? Yeah, lots of text. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Can't even sift through them all. Question for Bo. How much extra pressure has the lack of a run game put on you this year? Last game when the clock just needed to be ran out, uh, the Stamps had back-to-back uh, two and outs. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we, you obviously won a run game, but, man, you're in the CFL. The, the, the game's made to pass. It's, it's made to put the ball all over the field. And um, as much as some people might say it's pressure, to me it's wanted pressure. I've been wanting to throw the ball more. Uh, I want that responsibility. I see the field better than I think most people do. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think we've got the receivers to move the ball and, and do some great things. And it doesn't mean the tailbacks can't get the can't get the ball. You know, you hit them on check downs, you hit them on extended run type plays with screens and shields, uh, check downs, and it, it turns into run game anyways. Um, but it, it makes it very very hard for a defense to stop. You know, I think sometimes you get caught into oh we need to establish a run game or make it look like we're trying to run the ball, and you go run it on second four, second five, and now you're punting the ball, and it's like well. You haven't thrown any completion yet. Let's just continue to do that until they can stop us. Yeah. I mean, two-down football, it's hard to just hand off the ball at the end of the game, too, you know? Like like you said, yeah. when you get stopped, it's second and nine now. Yeah, the now first play, throw, yeah, the first play we, we ran an extended run play. It was, yeah. a, it was like, a bear, and we ran a shield to, to Richie. I just put it on his back hip. He didn't catch it, and we would have had 10 yards out of that, created a first down. Has nothing to do with the play call. It's just execution by the players. No, oh, yeah, and you've said to me before too on the sidelines like you want the ball at the end of the game, you know. Yeah, so it's percent. two downs. You kind of got to just put it in your best player's hands, and whether it's run pass or like we kind of do, like you said, an extended run play where we're throwing out wide. Yeah. But it's not like the NFL where you kind of just grind down the clock, getting three yards of carry, three yards of carry, you know. Yeah. Uh, Bo, can you walk us through how you read the D post huddle? On uh, defense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, instantly I don't come know out, what else you would have been talking Instantly about. come out and uh, find the free safety. Typically, the free safety is going to tip you off for any blitz. If he's backed up behind the boundary halfback, uh, which would be Ed Gainey type guy, for those of y'all who don't know the positions, or if he's backed up behind the Sam, which would be Edwards from this week. Um, yeah, usually that kind of tips off possible blitz to that side. Uh, usually after that, you have a lot of percentages based off fronts, what teams like to run with certain fronts. Uh, with the D line, so if they're in an over front, under front, even front, wide front, uh, and where the linebackers are stacked as well, tends to kind of start to tip off uh, the coverage they're going to run. And then from there, I like to scan from my left to my right, uh, not necessarily field to boundary, but usually just always left to my right, um, from corner to half to safety to Sam to half to corner, and just kind of get a get a gist for kind of. Are the inside leverage, outside leverage, are they high, are they low, or are they trying to hide things? Um, and as you kind of scan and, and the receivers start to come downhill, basically they defensive players panic and want to try to get to their position um, so they don't get beat. So they give it away at that last second. So that last second there's a lot of information that a quarterback takes in to uh, know exactly where to go with the ball. And I think that's why, uh, you know, to me I'm able to get the ball out really quick is I, I tend to know exactly where I want to go before the uh, the ball snap. And that's all that the, all that – all that reading is about 10 seconds, less than 10 uh, seconds yeah. pre-snap. Yeah, 8, yeah. 9, depending. Sometimes Dave likes to come out with the long play calls, and you've got 5, 6 seconds, you got to figure it out. But, uh, yeah. 
What is what is Kluke doing pre-snap? Oh, I get out wide. I turn to Bo. I throw my hands in the air, and I just look at him until he yells out the cover. Throw me the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and I panic, and then we go. Here's one from Kevin. Uh, just like you know when a major league ace has his stuff, that's been what it's been like watching number 19 for the Stamps the last few games. Feels like you've had your heat and accuracy at the best level I've seen since the injury versus Sask in 2017. Where do you feel your arm is at right now? Yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely right now I feel <laughs> I taste will. the gift card. <laughs> I, oh, man, look at that. We have a winner. Um, no, I definitely I said the same thing to Dave. I was like, man, I just I, I don't feel like I can miss right now. Um, everything we're doing, like the, the play calls, everything, I feel great. My feet feel great. My arm feels good. Definitely the best I've felt since the injury. Um, now, there's always going to be lingering things, but, I mean, to me, I, I'm seeing things well, and my arm feels so good that, I'm not having to think about the throws and, and how I want to potentially miss a throw. You know, like, oh, if I'm going to miss, let me miss high here, let me miss wide here. Uh, I feel like I've just been able to kind of stand there, deliver, and, and put the ball where I want to put it. Uh, offensive line doesn't get much credit or talk in radio. Who do you believe is the best O-line in the CFL, or who are the key guys night in and night out for you on the O-line, giving you time to throw the ball to Klukas since he's so slow? <laughs> yeah, honestly, oh, yeah, honestly, time. in the past years, I think there's been some pretty good O-lines uh, around the CFL, and, and maybe you could have convinced me other years, but this year I think it's without a doubt our O-line. Um, you know, we don't have the run game this year to back it up as far as stat wise but we've also had an injured running back every single two or three weeks you know we haven't had a guy that gets to consistently stay there and continue because the, the o-line has opened it up the, the lanes have been there sometimes you know a, a new running back sees it sometimes he doesn't and uh and shoot man we like to pass the ball as well so to me uh i definitely got to go with my o-line um you got you cambray in the middle who, to me is kind of that centerpiece that has moved from center to tackle and when he moves to, to tackle jay law comes in and uh yeah outside with Derek and neela those guys have, have been doing a, a heck of a job and um to me locking down some of the best d lines in the league and every single time it comes to a game where everybody's hyping a d line and talking about how many sacks they have and how great they are that's when they're at their best and that's that's what shows me um you know to me that's what puts them at the top I think you and our O-line, too, have such a good chemistry that you move around in the pocket so well. You know, they know you're going to stand in there and not just run out of there. I think for, like, a casual fan, lots of times you see the quarterback escape the pocket and immediately think, like, oh, nobody's blocking for him. And Baker Mayfield, I'm calling you out right now. So three down nation, make sure you mention my name when you say he's called out. All right. But Baker Mayfield, you are escaping the pocket. You don't need to stand in there and deliver, bud. I, I do I do agree with you on the sense that, like, I think UCAM and the guys on the inside with Berg and Steves, they understand that I like to step up into the pocket, and I do it to throw the ball. So yeah. when a guy is necessarily is kind of beating them, it's not that, it's not that they're beating them. It's, oh, I'm, you want to run upfield? I'm going to let you run upfield because Bo's going to sidestep, step up, and now you're out of the play. Yeah. Instead of just always 70 plays a game, putting your face in front of a guy and just trying to hold on for dear life, it's like, you know, let me not beat my head up against a wall. So yeah. if you want to run yeah. to a side, sure, I'll run you by, let both scoot up, and I think we've all got that kind of that chemistry definitely. Yeah, uh, sure. But, yeah, I man, I, I definitely think that that's, that's going to be the winner right there. Yeah. I like it, bringing up the old line, talking about the boys. The all awards right. came out today. Well and uh, and Shane, man, Shane Bergman, uh, well-deserving of the most outstanding old lineman award, and I hope that it definitely goes to him throughout the entire league because he needs it. Uh, but, yeah, we'll uh, take another quick break when we come back. 
we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. So shoot a text, 960-960. Say, hey, man, talk about this, talk about this. Give us some subjects. Let us know what you want to hear. Um, And we'll shout out my camp coming up here as well. You're listening to Bo Show on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. This is the Bo Show. Hell yeah, yeah. On Sportsnet 960 The Fan. That was pretty good, huh? All right. Hey, so welcome back, everybody. Check it out. I want to make sure I get this across to you guys for all the dads and moms listening out there. Uh, we ignite football which was started by myself and Deron Mayo, who is now with the New England Patriots, and Jamar Wall is now helping us run it as well, uh, who has been in Calgary uh, since I have in 2012. We run a football camp. Um, This year what we're doing, uh, we always try to do it in December because for us in the States, that was something we always have. We called it winter ball. Um, You had your season, and then you had a break, and then you had winter ball, and you came back for spring camp as well. But winter ball is just kind of that thing to – Okay, here's after the season. Here's how. Here's some things I learned. Let me give some professionals to try, to try to hone those skills a little bit more and understand. Okay, what do I need to work on for this off season coming up? Because it's too. Once you're in the next season, it's too late. So try to come in. Um, the camp is going to be November 30th and December 1st, as well as the following weekend after. So when you when you pay, you get both weekends. Um, and we have ages 10 to 14 and ages 15 to 17, and it will run from 9 to 11 for the 10 to 14 group and 11.30 to 1.30 uh, in the afternoon group. So you can go to ignitefootball.ca, ignitefootballacademy.ca uh, to sign up, but the uh, the camp's going to fill up pretty quickly. It did last year as well. Um, we only take about 40 to 50 kids because we like to keep the ratio of coaches to players small. Um, we want to make sure that we're not just running through drills and then kids basically are just out there just paying to run through drills we want to make sure that every time a kid goes through a drill he's getting coached he's getting taught what needs to be changed what what, what he can do better um and we give awards there at the end of it to make it fun uh but yeah check it out make sure you jump online at knifeofballacademy.ca uh get signed up for it coming up again november 30th to december 1st is the first weekend and the second weekend will be the weekend following after that um but yeah make sure you get looked up because We've had, we've had some kids sign some scholarships. I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah, no, get your kids out there. This is something that I wish I did when I was in high school and junior high. And so uh, don't live a life of regret like I live. Get your kids out <laughs> to the camp and uh, get it done. Imagine how much faster Kluke would be if he'd have came to our camp. Legit. Legit. You can uh, make kids faster? I'd be 398. Oh, I can for sure. <laughs> That's the main thing. Yeah, he's the, he's the speed coach there. He doesn't coach quarterbacks. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't talk to quarterbacks at all. That'll be me. That's a joke, obviously. Sign the quarterbacks up. All right, let's get some text to finish the show off. Uh, first hit it. Uh, we got a call. First of all, go to Jim first. Jim, is it Jim again? Same Jim. Dave, sorry, go to Dave first. Sorry. Oh, Dave. How you doing? I got Dave a, Dickinson. I got, question, I got a question for Kluke. Yes. All right. So I, I, you'll have to correct me in the corner. I think it was the third quarter. We're both through that post corner, and you were wide open. So who screwed yep. up on that one? Did you turn the wrong way or did both throw to the wrong shoulder? All right. Uh, <laughs> we got got a couple of questions about this, so I'm going to break it down here. Do amazing. Does. So what we had is we had Eric slide down, and I was coming in, and, yes, I had a corner. So I come in, run the corner, half plays low, corner kind of stacks on top of him, half jams me, I go outside a little bit, and then the corner attaches – right down to Eric, half doesn't follow me, and safety comes down as well. So I made a decision, the wrong decision, (laughs) 
to continue and run open. Bow through the corner. He made the right decision. <laughs> In hindsight, do I wish I just went to the corner instead of trying to be smart? Yeah, 100% I do. <laughs> uh, and, and, yeah, just to, just to protect him a little bit, um, what he what he did, we've done plenty of times. Like a guy pops wide open, you throw a hand up, you say, hey, man, I'm wide open, throw me the ball. Um, in that instance right there, Big Hill's kind of barreling down on me. Didn't really have time to, to think too much about it. Like, oh, I wonder if he's going to run straight because he's open or if he's going to break to the corner. So t- we tend, and I talked to him on the sideline about this, and, and we kind of spoke because I, I kind of blew up on him on the sideline because uh, I was pretty hot. And I came up to him and apologized, like, man, I can't, I can't react that way. That's, that's my bad. And he's like, no, no, I know I should go to the corner. And it's just I was trying to make more of a veteran play because I was wide open. And, I, and so that's the thing is, it's just not being on the same page at that moment. And, and what I told him is um, we've got a corner route, we've got a, a flat route, and basically a deep out. So everything's flowing that way towards him. So what I was explaining to, to you on the sideline is I worry about with only five-man protection, if I'm starting to get pressure, is throwing you open down the middle of the field, like vertical. And now because we've got out routes breaking towards you, now we're carrying coverage that way as well since I'm already looking that way with my eyes. So a quarterback's always going to lean towards what's the safest thing to do, where's the best place to put the ball to not get a pick uh, on the play. And, yeah, we hashed that one out. But here's the beautiful thing about it. Now that he did that, every single other receiver saw it. All the quarterbacks saw it. The coaches saw it. We got to talk it out. We got to hash it out. And now those mistakes won't be made on either one of our sides in the game. Uh, Because the same thing could be said, well, hey, Bo, if he's wide open and and you can read his body language, then just throw him the ball. And it, it makes it easy, you know. So that's what I'm telling myself. He's telling himself, oh, I should have ran the corner because that's how we are. We both take pay, take the blame for it. Um, but, yeah, it was one of those plays where we definitely wish we would have hit on. Yeah. And, I mean, we had a good talk about it on the sidelines because are we best friends? Oh, you know we are. But <laughs> we're also, you know, really competitive guys, you know. And, like, we joke around a lot. And he wanted to score and I wanted to score, you know. So it yeah. was it was a frustrating moment for both of us for sure. But, you know, it's – I do kind of like to use my eyes and try to read coverages. You know, I think that is one of the things I bring. And you gave me a good point. You just you said, like, why we're so good is we don't just do our own thing. You know, and that, in that sense, I did do my own thing. And uh, it was a bold strategy, Cotton, that did not Didn't. pay off in the slightest. <laughs> and, bold strategy, uh, yeah, Cotton. Let's no, see how it works out. I will it. take the blame for that one. That was on me. I blame both. I agree. From an objective standpoint. Uh, Okay, a couple texts before we wrap. Uh, If Kluke was a player in Madden 20, what would his rating be? Same for Bo. I'm going to give Kluke like a Deshaun Jackson rating. Uh, Fast, great acceleration, um, good hands, juking, (laughs) great tackle, a little bit lower. (laughs) No, but we've sure. all got areas to improve on. Yep. You know what I mean? We've all yep. got areas to improve on. But, uh, yeah, I mean. If, what would your speed be? Who's that? Yours. Oh, um, well, what's Tom Brady's? <laughs> Somewhere in that area. Sure. Uh, I'd, give you, I'd probably give you more of an agility rating than speed and acceleration. For sure. Like, yeah. Just give me, like, give me enough agility so I can move around the pocket because guys don't tackle me in the pocket. Yeah. I say it No, you had, like, five or six plays uh, against Winnipeg where you were in a little, just a little side sidestep and breaking ankles. It was – I wish – You're impressive in the pocket. See, I wish they would go and ask D linemen, like, that's like that's that's what I feel like people don't do enough. Like, hey, like, quarterback – quarterbacks. Well, no, no, no. So quarterbacks vote on linebackers. Like, we don't even vote on DBs for all-stars. Yeah. So – 
and interview the quarterbacks about the linebackers. Like, here's the guy I chose, here's why. And then break down, like, a play and show it on film. And then people are like, oh, man, like, this guy is a beast for this reason. Like, Pat Levels can run through two different guys to go break, to, to go make a tackle behind the line of scrimmage and, like, talk about a time that happened against you. But, yeah, like, I want to I hear a D lineman talk about, like, who's the hardest quarterback to tackle in the pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, back to the Madden thing because I've been thinking hard <laughs> about this. Uh, I'm giving you that that thing on the new Madden where you get hot and then you can just throw the ball 15 yards. Oh, extra. the Patrick Mahomes thing? Yeah, the Patrick thing? Mahomes yeah. thing. Big on the throw power, big on the agility. Uh, speed, let's go 42, just to keep you honest. Just to keep, have, keep, keep us humble. Can't have the overall too high, and uh, yeah, that's where I, what I'd say about that. By the way, okay. I just looked it up. Uh, Tom Brady's speed, 66, acceleration, 60. Uh, 60. Yeah, nah. Uh, <laughs> Higher for you? Hype the acceleration. That's so, yeah. so basically on Madden, a lot of guys have, like, they're slow behind the line of scrimmage, and as they cross the line of scrimmage, they get faster. Like, Kyler Murray is one of those guys. Um Deshaun Watson does it. Lamar Jackson behind the line of scrimmage is super fast. They need to make it the opposite for me. Behind the line of scrimmage, I'm fast. And then when I cross the line of scrimmage, I slow down. Yeah. That's what I think my Madden rating is. It's like too. a vortex pulling you back. Yeah. Don't run. <laughs> Don't do it. Okay, last one. World Series prediction from Bo. All right, here we go. So Zach Grinky comes in. I think he's going to give us four strong innings. Only four. I think Scherzer's going to come out. Somebody's going to judo chop him in the neck. He's out after three. It could it's, happen. We're going to rely. We're going to rely on the bullpens. I think three runs are coming early for both sides. Three, three, after the fourth inning, okay. and then comes down to bullpens. But after that, what's going to happen? Cray is going to strike out three times. Altuve is going to hit a home run. <laughs> we're going to win the game five to four in the ninth inning. So five I think four, it's going to be close inning. all game. Is what you're saying? I do think it's going to be close all game. Nice. All right. Will you watch start uh, to finish? Oh, of course. I've watched every game start to finish. Entire playoffs. No need to watch this one start to finish, folks. This is your baseball <laughs> insider coming at you. It'll be 9 nothing Nats by oh, the fourth, and we're going to wow. carry it on to 14-3. You hear it here first. Whoa. 14-3. <laughs> you heard it here first. We'll delete that. Delete yep. that. All right. <laughs> Keep it that Make sure you capture that one. <laughs> Uh, but hey, appreciate you guys. Uh, you listen to the Bo Show. Uh, hand it over to Pat Pender and your hacky talk for the day. Oh, yeah. Good stuff, boys. There's the Bo Show for SML Entertainment.